You're listening to a Walking in Purpose podcast. Hi, my name is Joan Belize, and I want to welcome you to the Walking in Purpose podcast. I want you to know you have a purpose and a destiny to fulfill, and God has provided you with all the resources necessary for your journey. No matter who you are or where you are, it's time to walk in purpose. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Walking in Purpose podcast. I'm especially excited about today's episode. I will continue to talk to you about how to prosper in difficult times. But today, I'm going to be speaking from a book written by someone who has been a father to me in honestly more ways than one. This is the person who has taught me everything I know about not only how to be a man of God, but also how to be a godly husband, how to be a businessman and a son. And the title of his book is called Overcoming Fear. It's a short read, but it's a very practical one. I've applied the principles on it, and I can tell you that they definitely work. Now, the author of the book is my pastor, Apostle Guillermo Maldonado. You can get a digital copy of this book for free at the moment. So depending upon when you listen to this episode, it may or may not still be available. If you're interested, I'll leave a link on the polls used to promote the episode And you can use that link to get your free download of the book. I know that is going to be a blessing to you. Today, I'm going to be speaking from chapters one and two of the book. Chapter one is about uh, what is fear. And chapter two consequently speaks about the origin of fear. Now, a fear or phobia, it's uh, some sort, in in some sort, uh, it's uh, man's greatest enemy. I think that we can all agree that fear has been uh, a determining factor in the failure of man in every point in history. Now, I, I, the, any type of advancement in life, either as a body of people or as individuals, can be thwarted by fear. It can literally stop any progress in life uh, dead in its tracks. It's no surprise that it's been used as a weapon in wars and in different conflicts throughout history. Psychological warfare is mostly designed to instill fear into the hearts of men. And this is a fact both in the natural world as well as in the spiritual. As I mentioned in my last episode where I talked about the helmet of salvation, one of the weapons available to every believer uh, to combat the warfare of the mind is the helmet. And we're fighting a very real war. And fear is one of Satan's most effective weapons to keep mankind enslaved manipulated and controlled. Now, fear is uh, one of the fastest growing issues in people's lives. Regardless of the color of your skin, sex, or background, it can be very effective uh, at stopping you and hindering you from being able to fulfill the calling of God over your life. It can affect every area of our lives, but it's not limited to. But some of the followings, for example, uh, finances, relationships, government, uh, and even the church. Fear respects no man. It doesn't discriminate. You can have money, you can have status, you can have resources, you can have fame, and still fear will come for you. It attacks both the young and the old, male and female. So with all this being said, let's take a closer look at our enemy in order to understand how to overcome it. We need to start with what is fear. If we are going uh, to... uh, effectively defeat this enemy, we first have to know what it is, uh, how it works, and where it comes from. 
Now, the word fear comes from the Greek word phobos, which means fear, terror, or that which causes a person to run away. Now, there's another word in the ancient Greek language that also described fear, and it was the word dahlia. Now, this word literally meant timidity or cowardice. So when we take a look at both of these words, uh, looking at them as the root word for the word fear, we can begin to understand that fear is not only the terror or overwhelming desire to run away, but it's also when we feel timid or intimidated by something or someone. Unfortunately, we have a misconception today of what it means to be brave. So I'm going to try to help you understand the difference between a brave person and a coward by using a simple illustration. Now, what is a coward? A coward is simply a person who lacks the valor to act in the face of fear. This person allows himself or herself to be paralyzed by fear. Now, in contrast, what is a brave person? A brave person is a person who is courageous enough to act in the face of fear and refuses to be paralyzed by it. Notice that in neither, in, in neither case, bravery or cowardice is determined by the absence of fear because fear is present in both scenarios. So rather the lack of action in the face of fear is what determines a, a coward or what separates a coward from a brave person. It's the determination to act, regardless of whether fear is present or not, that distinguishes a brave person. Now, I remember once uh, a long time ago, I asked my pastor, what, what, what do I do when I'm afraid? And his response was very simple. He says, son, whenever you're afraid, do it anyways. Do it afraid if you have to. Now, what is the biblical definition of fear? According to the Bible, fear is a demonic spirit that is sent to paralyze people from acting. Ultimately, its goal is to enslave people and keep them from receiving the blessing of God. There's a couple things I want to tell you about fear, and if you take notes, you should take these down. Number one, fear does not come from God. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, contrary to what many people think, fear isn't just an emotion. The Bible, as we just read, is very clear on the true identity of fear. This is a spiritual issue. And once we understand, then we can effectively combat it using spiritual weapons that we have been given. Now, the Bible says in the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse 8, it says the following. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. It's very interesting to see that the Bible places the fearful in the same category as the unbelievers. Now, why? When, does this, when, when it says the fearful, remember, I'm, I'm talking about those people that succumb to fear, those that refuse to act, those that refuse to do the things that they should be doing for God, for themselves, or for their family. So it's not speaking about those who simply fear but still act. No, remember, those are the brave. Action in the, in the face of fear equals bravery. We're talking about the people that allow themselves to be paralyzed by fear and refuse to act because of it. So why does the Bible place the fearful or the cowardly, as we just read, in the same category uh, as those other terrible sins? Well, 
Number one, the Bible teaches us that everything that does not come from faith is sin. This is in Romans 14, 23. Uh, you can take a look at it uh, later. And number two, faith without works is dead. And since fear keeps us from acting, it removes the works from our faith and thus it kills it. So our cowardly person will not act in the face of adversity, thus leaving the purposes of God undone and also leaving his family and loved ones helpless due to his or her lack of action. This is why God puts this person in the list with the rest of the other sins, which cause great damage to believers and those around them. Because fear is no different. It eventually causes great damage to believers and those around them. Now, I want to reiterate something here, which I think is very key uh, in this whole episode. And it's that valor, as I just said, is not the absence of fear, but rather action despite fear. As an illustration, we can take, for example, a firefighter who runs towards a burning building when everybody else is running out of it. They also feel fear. However, the fear does not paralyze them from acting. So where does fear come from? This is an important question to ask because the root of anything or its origin also reveals the way in which we can deal with it effectively. And this is a principle that applies to everything in life, not just fear. Uh, but today we're going to be looking at the, the origin of fear to figure out what is the most effective way to deal with it. The Bible is very clear concerning the origin of fear. It comes from Satan. Furthermore, fear is one of the foundations of the kingdom of darkness. This is one of the reasons why uh, we see that fear is always at work as a recruiting tool and also to maintain people under submission in systems like communism, um, dictatorships, and false religions. Now, Hebrews uh, chapter 2, verse 14 to 15 says the following. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he may destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Now, before the death and resurrection of Jesus, through which he defeated the devil, this world was full of fear. And through uh, lying and fear, it was that Satan's kingdom was established. However, all of that changed at the cross. And as we just read in those two verses uh, from the book of Hebrews, one of the things that Jesus came to do was to deliver those who were in bondage of fear. There's no need to live in fear anymore because we've been set free from its paralyzing power in Jesus' name. Now, the root of all fear is the fear of death. This is the reason why everyone who does not know Jesus lives bound to fear in one way or another. Even some believers, due to their ignorance in what the scripture says, still live in terrible bondage. But the good news is that Jesus overcame fear when he overcame the devil. Hebrews 2.15 from the Amplified Bible reads the following. And that he may free all those who through the haunting fear of death were held in slavery throughout their lives. Now, how can the fear of death be behind every other fear? I'll give you an example. A person who is fearful of the dark is afraid of the dark because something can happen to them in the dark and that can cause them harm or lead to death. 
Did you see it? How it eventually ends in the fear of death. It started out with being afraid of the dark, but when you get to the root of it, it's really because they're afraid of dying in the dark. Or a person who is fearful of having a car accident, maybe afraid of the accident, but what they're really afraid of is having injuries on that accident that can lead to paralysis and or death. So again, we end up in death. Uh, you might find it amazing to discover that the phrase do not fear is actually found 365 times in the Bible. That means that there is a do not fear for every day of the year. So what is the solution? How do we, how do we overcome this, this problem? Well, number one, we have to die to self. The old way of life is self-centered, giving fear room because all the importance is placed on the self. So all that matters is self-gratification, selfish pleasure, pride, ego, lust, etc. When, when the self becomes is, is the most important aspect of your life, then fear has room because anything that, that threatens the love of self is a door for fear to come in through. But when we have died to self, we've removed that door. The second thing that we must know and do is to surrender our lives to Jesus and we have to make that great exchange where we give him our worries, concerns, and fears, and we receive his peace, his love, and his grace. This is why he went to the cross, died, and resurrected, so that we could have access to this exchange where he paid for a life that we ourselves did not deserve. He paid for a freedom that we did not deserve, and we could not earn in any other way. And by doing so, he made it available for us. The only thing we have to do is exchange our life for his, our worries for his peace, our, 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 our fear for his grace and his love. The Bible says that, uh, that love conquers all fear. And so we need to understand that his love is what sets us free from fear. When we understand the love of God, when we know the depth of his love, we understand that we have absolutely nothing to fear. Now, John uh, chapter 12, verse 25 says, he who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. This verse is not talking about hating yourself. It's not self-hatred. It's, it's not, that's not what the Bible is saying. The verse is speaking about priorities. And this is very important. Those who treasure this life and the cares of this life more than Jesus, they'll lose it. Why? Because when you don't put him first, you put other things first. And when you put other things first, then you open the door for fear to lose those things to come in. But when you surrender everything to him, not only do you secure your eternity, but also you secure your life under his protection. For example, when the devil tries to tell you that he will destroy your life and your family, you can simply respond back to him and tell him, devil, you can't take away my life because my life is not mine anymore. I gave it to Jesus. They're not mine. And this is a powerful weapon against fear because no one can take away from you what you have given to Jesus. Now, before we finish and we pray together, I wanted to remind you that the content of today's episode is just a small portion of the book, Overcoming Fear, by Apostle Maldonado. And a digital copy of this book can be had as a free gift at the moment uh, to the people of God so that they can overcome this problem, especially in our current trying times. So go back to the post that I used to announce this episode 
and you will see there in, in, the, in the text, there'll be a description of how to get the book. So let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that at the cross, you set us free and you paid for our freedom and our deliverance. And I worship you for that and I thank you and I give you glory. And today, Father, I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice. And I, right now I take, Father, authority over every spirit of fear in their lives. Father, I bind every spirit of fear in their lives, every phobia, every fear of death, fear of sickness, fear of disease, fear of loneliness. Father, I take authority over every form of fear. And right now in the name of Jesus, I command fear to loosen their minds. I command fear to go from their bodies. Loosen them now. I set them free, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. I break the power of fear over their lives. And I set them free right now in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I thank you. I give you all the glory. I give you all the praise and all the worship in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Love you guys. See you on the next one. God bless you.